your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. And won. What's up, Raider Nation? What's happening? Welcome into Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, July 30th. 2020 and a man almost at the end of the week and I promise you it felt like we were just at the beginning of the week these days absolutely 100% fly by and now that we actually are starting to talk about training camp even though we haven't talked about any kind of action on the field now that we're actually doing that it's really really gonna get cooking so uh, buckle up that's all I gotta say buckle up and uh, coming up on today's show Segment number three, calls, text, straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. You know the number, 707-654-4693. If you ever want to shoot me a, a tweet, you can send me a direct message or just you know tweet at me, at your boy Q254. Also, that's how you can find a link to every episode. Every day's episode, I always tweet it out multiple times a day. So if you're ever looking for it, you can always go to my Twitter, at your boy Q254, and look at it. Click on the link, and boom, it'll take you right there to it. I know the other day, like Google or Google Play was having issues. Again, the podcast downloaded on time or something, and uh, I had to shoot the episode over to a couple people, and that's cool. Reach out to me. If there's ever an issue, that's another thing uh, on Twitter. If you ever have an issue or a show's not popping up and you think, and this doesn't seem right because Q puts a show out every single day, tweet at me. Send me a direct message or just shoot me a tweet at your boy Q254 and I will get right on it. Sometimes these things happen. Apple Podcasts has been known to mess up. Spotify has messed up. Google messed up the other day. So anything could happen. Sometimes it's a mess up on my end and I could clean it up real quick, fast, and in a hurry. But most of the time, it's a mess up on their end. So uh, again, the easiest way to get a hold of me, the quickest way to get a hold of me will be by way of Twitter. If you try to find me on Facebook, you're, you might as well not even try. Because <laughs> you're just not going to find me there. But uh, Twitter is the way to get me. So, again, coming up on today's show, segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. Segment number two, I'm going to go to the conversation I was supposed to have on a Wednesday, but then I changed my mind and I went with Just Win Wendy's call on the C word, talking about culture. I'm going to talk about potential training camp battles, and I'm looking at a few positions and a few positions on defense. So, that's the conversation that we'll have in segment number two. Here in segment number one, as I do on the daily, I give you the news and the notes of the day. So off top, let's talk about rookie wide receiver Brian Edwards. He was the third round pick out of South Carolina, and he's a guy that was rehabbing a broken foot, and that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons that he fell to the third round in the draft, in a, in a draft that was very, very deep when it comes to wide receiver. Well, Adam Kaplan on Twitter, he put out late on Tuesday night, Raiders rookie Brian Edwards. He has recovered from the broken foot that he suffered in February while working out for the combine and is ready to go. 
He'll line up in camp behind Tyrell Williams, but could start in 2021. The guaranteed money in the Williams contract expires after 2020. And he also went on to say that the Raiders are set up well with Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, and Hunter Renfro for the future. Now, going back to what he said about Brian Edwards, all of that, I believe, is spot on. And uh, I, I kind of knew that he was 100%, but it's nice to get that that um, you know that confirmation that he's 100%. But I, I do believe that this is the year, 2020, this is the year where Tyrell Williams will be focused and he'll be a, a focal point because he is a veteran. He knows the offense already. He started 2019 really well until he got hurt. So a couple things could happen here. Tyrell Williams could hold down that position and Brian Edwards can see you know, he'll see some action here or there, or Tyrell Williams could start off slow or maybe kind of the way he ended 2019 where he, he didn't have sure hands and, and he wasn't coming coming down with some of the catches that he should have came down with. Uh, maybe he's not 100% healthy himself, and then Brian Edwards gets in, but I think they're going to give Tyrell Williams every opportunity to be successful in 2020. But that guaranteed money that's gone after the 2020 season is a big deal. So if Brian Edwards can be that dude, I definitely expect him to take over the starting role in 2021 where Tyrell Williams would be. I just don't think that unless Tyrell Williams has a killer year, I, I just don't expect to see him on the roster in 2021. But anything could happen. You never know. Tyrell Williams could come out and be a man on fire, kind of like he was at the beginning of the 2019 season. But uh, it was good to hear that rookie Brian Edwards is 100% healthy. I also wanted to talk about the Raiders and the running back position. And you know when we talk Raiders and we talk running back, all we're talking about is Josh Jacobs. But there is a, a running back room. <laughs> Josh Jacobs is not the only guy there. Yes, he's the lead dog, but he's not the only guy there. So Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football Focus put out a piece where he was ranking all 32 running back units in the league. So I'm not going to focus on all 32. That doesn't matter here. All I worry about is what's going on with the Raiders. And then I'll also tell you where he has the rest of the AFC West ranked. But uh, focusing on the Raiders, and he actually has the Raiders ranked at number 11. And this is what he says as they're ranked at number 11. He says, rookie first rounder Josh Jacobs produced a rushing grade of 86.9 last season. That's the second best rushing grade in the league. He led the league with a total of 69 missed tackles forced as a rusher as well. Uh, also, Jacobs rejuvenated the Raiders' rushing attack, and he may have even more to offer as he showed excellent receiving skills at Alabama, but was only targeted 26 times last season. Jacobs always made defenders miss when given an opportunity in the committee approach at Alabama, and his rookie season was no different. Then, this is why they're only ranked 11th. He says he'll be backed up by Devontae Booker. He's assuming Devontae Booker is going to be his primary backup, who has earned a rushing grade of just 60.1 since entering the league in 2016. An intriguing player to watch here, though, is third rounder Lynn Bowden Jr., who was mostly a wide receiver in college, but did a fine job filling in at quarterback last year for Kentucky. Bowden's slashing running style brings a different dynamic to the backfield, and he averaged 8.2 yards per carry last season while forcing 55 missed tackles. So 55 missed tackles there, 69 missed tackles for uh, Josh Jacobs. That's a whole lot of misses, right? So uh, Palazzolo goes on to say his development could take this backfield to the next level. But with Jacobs as the anchor, the Raiders running back unit are still one of the league's best. That just lets you know how much respect he has and the league has for Josh Jacobs and what he did because pro football focus is all about numbers, right? So it shows you what Josh Jacobs was able to do his rookie year. And the only reason they're ranked 11th is because of the negative numbers that Devontae Booker has produced. And again, I said it before, and I know he's been on the Silver and Black Today show with myself and Scott Goldbranson. I'm not guaranteeing Devontae Booker is going to make the roster. 
Now, he might, but I'm just not guaranteeing that. Jalen Richard is there, and if Lynn Bowden Jr. could show a little something-something, or who knows what might happen. I'm not 100% convinced that Booker even makes the squad, so we will see about that. Now, as far as the rest of the AFC West, all the running backs are pretty much ranked in the same little area. The Raiders are ranked at number 11. The Broncos come in next at 12. Then the Chargers at 13, and then the Kansas City Chiefs close things out with 17th. That's probably the only statistic in the division where Kansas City is the last, the last of the units, right, when it comes to the running back unit. And that's just because, well, they didn't have a very good running back unit in 2019. They just didn't. You know, their leading rusher had less than 500 yards. And speaking of their leading rusher, running back Damian Williams, he actually told the team on, uh, on Wednesday that he was opting out of the 2020 season. Uh, I mentioned he was the leading rusher. He played in 11 games and led the team in rushing with 498 yards. A statement from GM Brett Veach said, Damian Williams informed the club of his decision to opt out of the 2020 season. As an organization, we certainly understand and respect Damian's choice, knowing it was made in the best interest of his family. He means a lot to our football team as a player and a person, and we're going to miss having him around this season. And then, Dan and Graziano, uh, he had tweeted out on Wednesday, he's from ESPN, as of Wednesday evening, the NFL and NFLPA have not finalized the language of their COVID-19 protocols. They will, surely, but the deadline for players to opt out is seven days after that happens. So if it's finalized Thursday, that means players will actually have until August 6th to opt out. So every day that goes by and they haven't come to an agreement, 100% agreement on the language of their COVID-19 protocols means it's going to be another day before the deadline for the opt-out. It was August 3rd at one point. Everyone thought it was August 3rd. Hell, I thought it was August 1st at one point. But it was August 3rd at one point. Now it's at least August 6th, and it could be a little bit longer. They will come to agreement at some point, but just not yet. So uh, as far as Kansas City is concerned, Damian Williams opts out. Well, don't worry. They got their first-round pick from this year, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of LSU to fill that void. So, uh, yeah, one guy goes out. Don't worry. Come on down. You're the next contestant in. Who's playing for the Chiefs? Rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, hell of a running back, dynamic dude, can run the rock and catch the ball in the backfield. So I don't think that they're going to miss a beat, especially when their lead guy only had 498 yards. And my final little nugget here for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast is really just about me. And it's not me trying to brag, but it was a tweet that I got. I received a direct message on a, on Wednesday that kind of got me excited and has to do with the Silver and Black Today show that's going to start on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on Monday. And it was actually from Steve Cofield from Cofield & Company on ESPN Las Vegas. And he hit me up and was like, hey, man, congratulations on the show. Uh, have you been on one of our stations yet to promote it? And I was like, well, no, not really. You know, it's not my show. Actually, it's Scott Goldbranson's. I'm just kind of riding shotgun with them. I'm just kind of helping them out. And he was like, man, you need to come on one of our shows to help promote this, the show. So I said, well, hey, man, if you want me, I ain't going to turn down no work. I just I'm not built like that. So he said, deal. So later on today, 3.30, as a matter of fact, on the West Coast, 3.30 Pacific time, I will be on Cofield and Company talking about the Raiders and talking about Silver and Black Today show and talking about Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, uh, which is obviously a part of Lotus, and, and they're in the same building as ESPN Las Vegas. So you know how your boy gets down. I don't turn down any opportunity to work. Matter of fact, to take it a step further, he also invited me onto his podcast. I didn't even know he had a podcast, but I guess he's doing a video podcast, and it's a late-night thing. And so uh, he, he has me booked to come on it. Friday night, late night, which is actually my time. It's going to be 12.30 a.m. Saturday morning, which is fine. I don't have any problem with that. I'll hey, I'll stay up all night long if it's about me working. So I'm going to be on that as well. So uh, Steve Cofield reached out to me and, and asked me to be a part of his, his radio show later on today. I'm going to do that. And then 
early in the morning, Saturday morning, 12.30 my time, so it's 10.30 on the West Coast. We're going to do a video uh, podcast, and I've never done a video podcast with him, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fun, and uh, I'll be a part of that. So I'll let you know all about that uh, as it gets a little bit closer. But later on today, for sure, ESPN Las Vegas, 3.30 West Coast time. That's 5.30 my time. Uh, on the East Coast, it's 6.30, and uh, I'll be on the Cofield Show, Cofield & Company on ESPN Las Vegas. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, potential training camp battles. I'm looking at the defensive side of the ball, and I'm looking at it next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about some potential training camp battles that I'm looking at that I'm really interested in, even though, well, actual activity on the field has not started and it won't start through at least the first week. And then it's still going to be hit or miss. But I, I do think if there's some battles to be had, particularly on the defensive side of things, it's going to go down. And, and I'm going to talk about the, the ones that I'm really focusing in on. I'm looking at first and foremost, I'm looking at the defensive backs. I mean, you see who, who the Raiders have on the roster currently going into training camp. And look, this is another thing I want to say. 90 people are on the roster right now as of the time that I'm recording. There's 90 people that are on the roster where there's got to be 80. It's got to get down to 80 at some point. Now, they don't have to do it immediately, but at some point they already got to get down to 80. So there's going to be some guys that are going to be shown the door before anything really even gets going. But as of right now, they're still at 90. You go look at the, the actual Raiders roster, you'll count up 90 players on it right now. So let's look at the defensive backs. You got Prince of Makamura. He was brought in as a as a, a free agent. Damon Arnett. He was a guy that was uh, brought in as a as a draft pick, number nineteen overall in the first round. Madre Harper. Isaiah Johnson. Remember Isaiah Johnson? He was picked in the fourth round just a year ago. DJ Killings. Nevin Lawson. He's the guy that was suspended in 2019, the first three games, and they kept him around. I was surprised then. Then, and now he's suspended for the first game of 2020. Still on the roster. They re-signed him. Dylan Mabin. Trayvon Mullen obviously replaced uh, he replaced Garyon Conley at some point. Matter of fact, allowed Garyon Conley to get traded to the Texans the week before the Raiders played the Texans. Keyshawn Nixon, undrafted free agent, he played last year. And then Amik Robinson, he was drafted. So if you go through what I'm looking at as far as the defensive backs go, I see Trayvon Mullen, he's a starter. He'll start game one. Barring injury, he'll start game one. Also, who I see as a no-doubt lock to make the squad is Damon Arnett. Now, Damon Arnett's not necessarily going to start week one, but he's obviously going to be the defensive back, one of the defensive backs of the future for the Raiders. So Damon Arnett's not going anywhere. Amik Robertson, he's a guy a lot of folks, including myself, are very excited about. He's a guy who will end up playing in the slot. He's not going anywhere. So that's three guys right there that are locked and loaded. They're not going anywhere. One more guy. Prince of Makamura, a guy that was brought in as a free agent. Those four are are not going anywhere. Those four are locked in solid. They're, They're good to go. And the thing with Prince, I think he'll end up being the starter across from Trayvon Mullen when the season kicks off against the Carolina Panthers, if it kicks off against the Carolina Panthers, only because he's a veteran and has been there, done that. Is he a shutdown guy? Is he a lockdown guy? Is he going to create a bunch of turnovers? Probably not, but he's a veteran and he's been there, done that. And he'll give Damon Arnett time to learn this learn the scheme learn the system and get acclimated to the NFL game now I will say Damon Arnett might go out there in training camp and ball out but he won't have any games no preseason games to show what he could do so I give the nod there to Prince but still those four guys Trayvon Mullen 
Prince of Makamura, Damon Arnett, and Amik Robertson, they all will be uh, they'll all be there. They'll all be locks to, to make the squad. And I do believe Damon Arnett will be a starter at some point in 2020. Now, guys that I think are going to be in battles, Isaiah Johnson. I think he's going to be one of the biggest camp battles. Fourth round guy uh, from Houston, from fourth round guy from Houston just a year ago, but hasn't been able to stay on the field. Was injured during uh, training camp and preseason in 2019, his rookie year. We heard a lot of things from John Gruden about how how uh, excited they are about him. He's a long-rangey Seattle Seahawks-type clone uh, defensive back. He hasn't been playing defensive back for very long, but he's a guy that they sound like they're very excited about. So, uh, but you haven't been able to see it. He hasn't been able to stay on the field because he's just been injured. And, uh, you know, your best ability is what? Availability. So uh, he's on the fence. He's going to have a camp battle. Nevin Lawson, I mentioned he's suspended to start the season. And I know Gruden likes him, likes his versatility. But with no preseason, with the rosters the way they are, I could see Nevin Lawson being shown the door just because, well, you're not available. You're suspended the first game. And I know he doesn't count against the 53-man roster if he's suspended the first game. But even then, you still have to come and make a decision by week two. And undrafted free agent Keyshawn Nixon, a year ago out of South Carolina, has been on the podcast before. I think he's got his work cut out for him. He's had his moments where he looked pretty good and then other moments where he just looked okay. But again, going back to the rosters, going back to the uncertainty of this year, I think he's going to have to put a lot of work in. Now, I could see two of those guys making the roster like no problem. Okay, good. They're going to have to work. They're going to have a battle on their hands to see who's up in the pecking order. Uh, the good thing is a guy like Keyshawn Nixon is very uh, versatile. He can be the uh, slot guy or he could be on the outside if need be. So, uh, you know, you want to have depth. So, I mean, he, he, he looks pretty good as far as depth goes. Nevin Lawson the same. But Isaiah Johnson's going to, I think, have to show something in training camp to be able to hold on to that spot. Now, the guys that I think are on the, on the outside looking in, Madre Harper, DJ Killings, and Dylan Maven. I just don't see those guys, you know, having a roster spot. Now, how about guys that are most likely going to be playing safety? How about Jordan Brown? How about Ken Crawley? How about Demarius Randall? Well, look, Demarius Randall is a lock to Mesa roster. He's a guy that Mike Mayock has talked about already. He's excited to see what he could do across from Jonathan Abram. But he does have the versatility ability where in case of emergency, break glass, he can go out there on the corner and, uh, and man that. He can go and be up in the slot and man that. It doesn't really matter. Demarius Randall, in my opinion, on a one-year deal will definitely make the squad. Jordan Brown, Ken Crawley, they're not going to make it. They're, they're out of there, in my opinion. But how about just true safeties? How about Jonathan Abram? Okay, we all know the hype on him. Everyone's very excited about him. I'm excited to see what he could do. He's a lock to make the squad. Eric Harris, I believe he's going to make the squad as well. John Gruden seems to really like him, and he puts out a lot of effort. Uh, he really gives you everything he's got. He turned the ball over quite a bit last season, created those turnovers, I mean. And so, uh, yeah, I think Eric Harris will find a spot on the roster. He's not going to be a starting safety, but he'll be a guy that, one, will be a special teams guy, and then he also, you know, could go in there and spell a guy at the safety position if need be. Same for Jeff Heath. Everything I just said about Eric Harris is the same about Jeff Heath, except for he's a free agent that came over from Dallas, and he's very familiar with Rod Marinelli, who's now the defensive line coach with the Raiders, so he's not going anywhere. LaMarcus Joyner, now he's a guy I like to talk about because I believe this is his last season with the Raiders. He's been a disappointment since the Raiders signed him away from the Rams as a free agent, gave him a pretty big deal. Uh, he's a better uh, guy in this, as a safety than he is covering the tight ends, especially the tight ends in the AFC West, but the Raiders are hell-bent on him doing that job. So as long as they have him doing that job, then in my opinion, he's a liability. But I think he'll be out there, and when Amik Robertson is ready to take over that that slot position, that's when LaMarcus Joyner will find his way to the bench, if not sooner. If he struggles early, he might see the bench sooner rather than later. But LaMarcus Joyner, I think he's on his last legs as far as being a Raider. This will be the only year he sees, if 
Unless Amik Robinson shows a lot during training camp, I can see them moving on from Marcus Joyner, but most likely not because that contract and that guaranteed money that he has says that he's going to be on the squad this year. Unfortunately, that's how it is. And then Dallin Leavitt, who's a big uh, special teams dude, uh, he, he's a, another guy that will make the squad by way of special teams. But, you know, the main dudes I've already talked about, told you who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. Uh, as far as the safeties go, Abram, Eric Harris, Jeff Heath, and LaMarcus Joyner, I think they all make the squad. And Jonathan Abram and uh, Marius Randall will be the starting safeties. Like I said, uh, LaMarcus Joyner will be in the slot until he's ready to give way to Amik Robertson. So uh, that's just the secondary. That's the corners, defensive backs, versatile guys, and then also true safeties on the Raiders. And uh, I didn't know I was going to talk about the secondary just that long. Maybe I'll just stick to the secondary today, and maybe I'll talk about the defensive tackles later. No, you know what? Let's just go ahead and jump into the defensive tackles. There's not that many of them. All right, how about... P.J. Hall, I think he's a guy who's going to have to battle. And the guy I think he's really going to battle with, Daniel Ross. Now, Mo Hurst, Jonathan Hankins, Malik Collins, they're all there. And I think they're all locks to make the roster. But I do believe P.J. Hall and Daniel Ross are going to be in a battle, a real stiff competition during training camp. And Daniel Ross, you're probably thinking, who in the hell is Daniel Ross? He's a guy who's been suspended. He's a guy who, you know, looks the part but has never really done anything. But He's a free agent signee. He comes over from Dallas, and just like Malik Collins, what do they have in common? They have Rod Marinelli in common. So I think that Rod Marinelli told Gruden and told Paul Gunther, give me that guy. Give me that guy and get him an opportunity to, to be on a team, and I think I can make something out of him. Now, he's got to keep his head uh, on straight. He's got to stay out of trouble, but I think that Daniel Ross has a sneaky opportunity to get in there and replace P.J. Hall, but that's a battle that I would pay attention to during training camp. Daniel Ross versus P.J. Hall. Locks to make the squad, Mo Hurst, Jonathan Hankins, Malik Collins. One guy that I don't think is going to make the squad, or maybe he makes the practice squad, uh, Mike Panuzic. And I'm probably saying his name wrong, the rookie out of Michigan State. Uh, I just think he'll, he'll be destined for the, the practice squad. Just don't think that they'll have room for him on the 53-man roster, turn 55-man roster when you add the two offensive linemen. So those are, the, those are the, the camp battles I'm looking at on the defensive side of the ball, the ones that I feel like are the most interesting. So we'd love to get your feedback on that, 707-654-4693. Speaking of that number, that's the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line. Your calls and texts are coming up next. This is the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. It is time to hear from you, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. You know the number, 707-654-4693. The first text comes from my guy, Bourbon Raider. He says, yo, Q. Real quick, just want to congratulate you again on the new gig with Raider Nation Radio Las Vegas. Your hard work is truly inspiring. I'm stoked to know you'll be continuing on with your 20 other jobs too. But uh, seriously, keep on killing it, man, and go Raiders. Yo, quick question. With the growing cases of COVID and all these players opting out, if the season continues, should the 2020 Super Bowl championship have an asterisk next to it? That's from Bourbon Raider. Uh, he says, real talk, I'd like to hear your thoughts because imagine how many people will complain about their teams losing because they're missing key players' depth, etc." Uh, thank you for that text. Appreciate you. Thank you for the love. And uh, no, no, I don't think the 2020 
um, Super Bowl should have an asterisk next to it. I think we should be uh, happy if we get to the Super Bowl in 2020, well, 2021. But obviously, uh, if, if there's a season played and everyone who's able to battle through it, I think that they deserve uh, more than an asterisk. They deserve a big hug, a big high five, uh, maybe a couple trophies. You know what I mean? Because this is going to be such a strange season. And uh, no, I don't think there should be any asterisks next to it. I don't care if people complain. Uh, nobody has asterisks next to anything. You know what I mean? There's there's uh, short seasons. Uh, there's been championships then. And you know one ever remembers that. They always just say, hey, that's the champion. So, no, I don't think – I think it's a good question. But, no, there should be no asterisks except for the fact that, boy, 2020 was a bear and let's not have another year like that, right? That's the only thing that should be put next to everything when it comes to 2020. The year 2020 should have an asterisk next to it. Let's all not do this again. <laughs> that's what that's what 2020 should have. Next up is a call from H in Albuquerque. He's calling to speak on what he would tell Mark Davis if he had the chance to. Here he is, H in Albuquerque. Hey, what's up, Q? What's up, Nation? This is H in Albuquerque, and I just called to extend my congratulations to you, Q, for the exciting news about the new Raider Nation radio. Um, I think it's well-deserved, and... Uh, I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited for the Raider Nation. I think we as fans, you can't find a more loyal, passionate fan base. And we deserve the good things that are coming to to the Raiders and to Raider Nation. And if I could, I would tell Mark Davis, he's done an excellent job. This Raider brand transcends the league. And I think he's done an excellent, excellent job of perpetuating the brand, preserving his father's legacy, and creating his own. So I'm just uh, wanted to express my congratulations to everyone. Thanks, Q. Bye. There he goes. That's my guy, H in Albuquerque. And thank you so much for the call and the congratulations on the show. Uh, the show and the station should be a lot of fun and something the Raiders deserve. I mean, really, Raider Nation Radio, that is something that they deserve. Again, this is why I got into the whole business is because the Raiders, in my opinion, never got enough coverage. Uh, even back in the day, even when I was a, a new booty, when I was a young cat, I always thought that, you know what, the Raiders need more coverage. Now they got their own damn radio station, you know? And the statement to Mark Davis, really, really good one. And uh, as a matter of fact, I might have to use that as a topic on the radio show next week. I'm going to have to pass that up to Flagpole, see if we can make that happen. So thank you for that suggestion. I definitely appreciate it. Next up, I got a text from Freaking Raider in the 559. And I'm not 100% positive, but I think I need to hit the alarm one time. Feels like forever since I hit the alarm, but Freaking Raider in the 559 is a new booty. He said, hey Q, this is Freaking Raider out the 559. Listen to your show since November 2018, but this is my first time chiming in, so I guess it makes me a new booty. Yeah, I guess I just had to read a little bit farther, and I would have known that, right? <laughs> With Jalen Ramsey asking Henry Ruggs, who's got 22, looks like he wants to be part of the Raiders. Do you think the Raiders should wait until next season when he becomes a free agent, or go ahead and pull the trigger and trade for him this year? If so, what would you give up for him? And keep up the great work, Q. Also, do you know if us in the 559 will get Raider games, or do we have to get Sunday ticket? That's from Freaking Raider in the 559, a new booty. And uh, thank you for joining the Lockdown Raiders podcast family. Thank you for chiming in. Thank you for listening for as long as you've been listening as well. And uh, no, I wouldn't trade for Jalen Ramsey right now. A uh, hell of a player. Don't get me wrong. hell of a player. But the Rams, one, aren't going to let him go. They're not going to let him go. They gave up way too much for Jalen Ramsey to even let him go. They're not even thinking about letting that dude go. What they're going to do is they're going to sit on it and they're going to try to get him a deal. And if he can't get a deal, they'll franchise him and then they'll franchise him. They're just not going to let him go. They gave up way too much capital. So if somehow he was able to walk out the door, then I would say, okay, Raiders, go ahead and take a look. But no, that, that's not going to happen. As far as uh, being in the 559 and getting the Raider games, I would think that you get the Raider games in the 559. 
I would think that that would make the most sense, but I, I w- if I told you something, I would be giving you a guess. I wouldn't be telling you what I know. So I think, like I said, I'm going to go back to I think that you would get the games in the 559, but I'm not 100% sure. And I don't even know if the Sunday ticket's going to be something that's valid this year. There's a lot of controversy going on with that. See if DirecTV and the NFL are going to come to an agreement on that. That's also something to pay attention to. So I think it's kind of a uh, wait and see and, and hold on. <laughs> hold on. Uh, if, if not... Uh, you know, well, there's always ways around it uh, so you can get the game. Believe me, I've been in Texas since 2010, and I ain't missed a Raider game. So believe me, there's multiple ways to skin a cat. So thank you for that. Appreciate you. Next up is a call from my guy Mario in Tucson, calling in to talk about the rookies wanting to be Raiders and how back in the day there were guys who clearly did not want to be members of the Silver and Black. Here he is, Mario in Tucson. You, Raider Nation, Mario in Tucson. What's happening, y'all? Anyway, um, the one thing I wanted to talk about, you know, besides this great run of shows that we always have because Q is our guy, he's our, he's probably the best thing to happen to the Raider, uh, Locked on Raiders podcast, period. End the story. We need to just have Q there. Let Q be, you know, in retirement doing the podcast. But that's not why I called. Um, I wanted to call because I, I saw you said something about how the rookies are all in and how, you know, some guys got drafted by the Raiders back in the day and they just wanted to hunt a paycheck. And, yeah, Javon Walker comes to mind for me, too. That guy was a bum, and he clearly didn't want to be there. So I just wanted to say that that's something that I, I, I'm glad to see that guys want to be Raiders. You know what? It should mean something to be a Raider, and it should mean – means something to put that uniform on and that helmet on because I just think that right now, you know, and I've said it recently, I think that it's time for the Raiders to get out there and wreck shop and go take back what is ours, take the league back over. But we're going to need the help from those vets and those rookies. And about said rookies, um, I saw a that little hype uh, video that, the Raiders put out themselves, and not only was the production done well, but you can see on the look on those guys' faces when they walked into the facility that they wanted to be there. The young players that we have on this team want to be Raiders. They want to be great. And that is probably something that can push us over the top, Q. I really think that having these guys bought in and having them ready to get to work and hit the ground running, even with the way that the virus is gone and the shortened amount of time that they're going to have to get ready. But it just looks like to me that these guys really want to ball, man, and I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm here for it. And when I watched that video the first time, it gave me chills. I mean, actual goosebumps up and down my arms, man. And it's something that made me feel like, like you say, this season is different. Not only because of the virus and all that, but it's different because this team feels different. Something feels different. But, um, yeah, that tape, that hype video, I watched it multiple times because I'm just amped to see these guys. So, two, Raider Nation, 
Win, baby. My man Mario right there in Tucson. Thank you so much for that call. And I agree with you 100%. It's really, really nice to see these veterans wanting to be there. And even more importantly, these rookies that are fired up and excited about being Raiders, excited about changing the culture. Something I've talked about a few times, wanting to be part of the solution and, and return the Raiders to, to excellence. That's something to really, really get excited about. And thank you so much for the kind words. I definitely appreciate that. Next up, and I don't have time for too much more, but next up is a text from Raider Ed out the 818. What up, Q? It's Raider Ed out the 818. Congrats on the success of the Silver and Black Today show. Raider Nation Radio is lucky to have you. I hope you're able to keep doing Locked On Raiders for selfish reasons, but I'm sure being busy is okay with you. I had a question about your thoughts on Amik Robertson penciled in as playing the slot, mainly because of his size. Do you think he compete with our guys on the outside for reps? He seems to have a lot of dog in him, and people keep saying he's too short, but I wouldn't put it past him to go for his and on the outside. Anyway, thanks to Q with the great work on all your platforms. Peace out, Raider Nation. That's from Raider Ed out the 818. Thank you so much, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, there's no doubt about it, man. Nothing's changing. I want to make that perfectly clear. The Locked On Raiders podcast, that's part of the reason why I'm having the success that I'm having. This podcast has grown and been so big, and from all the, all the, uh, you know, all the love that I've gotten from people that, that listen and support the show is part of the reason why I'm doing the Silver and Black Today show now. So, yeah, uh, this podcast is not going anywhere. My radio show on ESPN Central Texas is going nowhere. This is just uh, in addition to. This is just more work that I'm adding to my plate, which, like you said, I'm okay with that. Uh, as far as Amik Robertson goes, uh, I think he's going to end up playing the slot. Uh, I think he does have the dog in him, like you said, to go on the outside and play. I think he could play anywhere he wants, honestly. I think he's just that kind of dude. He's got that dude in him. He's got that dog in him. But uh, I, I think that the dynamic that the Raiders have as far as the defense goes right now, they don't need him on the outside. Now, if ever needed on the outside, then okay. But I think that this dude should just go ahead and man that slot position sooner rather than later. Hopefully he's out there uh, really quickly. I, I don't want LaMarcus Joyner out there too much. I really have lost all confidence in LaMarcus Joyner, but we will see. We'll see when Amik Robertson is ready. But, yeah, I think that with that playmaking ability that he has, a guy that goes up and looks for the ball, he's going to be a guy that you're going to want there out on the field because, like I said, he does make plays. So uh, that's all I really got time for today on the show. Don't think I have time for any more calls. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> don't tempt me because I will get to it. But I got a call from Jordan in Oregon. Big O from AZ sent in a text message. Rahul in Seattle sent in a call. Uh, so I got all that, but I'll put that on tomorrow's show. I don't want to get too long. Long. I don't want to get too long-winded, make the show go too much, because if so, the powers that be will get mad, and I'm in no position to let the powers that be get mad at me. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll save it for tomorrow's show. Don't worry, but a lot of good feedback, uh, a lot of good conversation, and we'll have it on tomorrow's show. We'll finish off the week strong. Uh, I'm planning on having a special guest on the show as well. Matter of fact, from ESPN, you've heard him a lot from ESPN, Jason Fitz. He's supposed to be on the show. Uh, I've, I've reached out to him, and we've communicated by way of text and Twitter, so I should have him on the show tomorrow but he'll probably just be in segment number two uh, plan on that special guest edition to close out the week really strong more text more calls and of course news and notes of the day so until then Raider Nation as always just win baby